Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Phil Svitek, and today is what I'm calling a three-way mind meld, if you guys are Star Trek fans. Uh, I have James Lott Jr. and Flobo Boyce. You may have seen them on the podcast before, but never together at once. So, uh, you know, we, we figured, why not? Let's, let's do it. Let's have a threesome. And, yeah. and then we cleared up what that meant. It wasn't that kind of threesome. And I was disappointed. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm like, okay, I guess not. If that's not gonna happen, sure. Uh, I've been quarantining for the last year, so I'm like, okay. I know. Listen, I was... we, listen, we had to we had to adjust based on uh, based on COVID restrictions. <laughs> well, just yeah. it's mind mel then. My mind to your mind. My thoughts to your thoughts. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, we're gonna get serious, but we're also gonna get silly. You know, 2020 was a hard year, so I figure we we deserve some silliness and things like that. Um. But just to, just to hit, hit a heavy question right off the bat, 2021 intentions. What does that mean for, you know, what, what are your intentions? It could be both personal. It could be uh, professional. For me, I'll say one of the things uh, that I think encompasses both professional and personal is I want to have three-dimensional relationships. None of this bullshit of, you know, hey, how's the weather? Oh, it's good. You know, how's work? Oh, it's good. You know, that kind of crap. Like, no, we're going to talk. Boom, we're going to talk, you know, like, let's get down to the nitty gritty. So, uh, I don't, you know, who wants to, should we pick, draw straws? Who's going to go for it? James I, I, is laughing. Maybe I should just put him on the spot. Well, yeah, because you hate small talk, but. <laughs> I, you know, Philip C-Tech. Um, hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, I just, I think it's, for me, it's okay to have small talk relationships. It's okay to have uh, light relationships. It's okay to have, um, those relationships that aren't necessarily anything that has to do with anything. Um, but as long as they're not negative, my thing is... There's a difference between fun and not nothing. So, but continue. I just wanted to just, just throw that in. I'm being defensive, I know. I know, I'm triggering you, I guess. Let, me, let the old man speak. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, will, I will be clear in what I'm saying. No, I... Uh, my, thing, you know, my thing is... Um, I get the gist of kind of what you're saying is that um, you want meaningful relationships, whether it's personal or professional. So I, I get that part, of course. But I've also had to recognize there are people in my life that I love, um, that people in my life that I like, that, you know, that, you know, that completely their job for me is just every once in a while we talk. It's usually light and breezy, easy breezy. And it's fine because I used to also get upset about that myself. Like, I'm like, everybody has to be, you know, I'm like, nah. At this point, some people, they serve a purpose sometimes when I need it. Um, so for me, it's okay. But I make sure that whether it's serious or it's casual, they still add to my life on some level. And so that, and then, and the addition of my life is, because I am three-dimensional, go with your word. I'm not, I'm not all things serious or all things comedic or all things whatever. Um, that they still fit in somewhere that it's not detrimental or draining from me. So I'm trimming the fat with a lot of people. I'm just like, wow, you know, you're done, you're done, you're done. I mean, they're all, you know, I believe in that. And I just think, and I'll cut, I'll cut a bitch in a second. I'm like, good night, everybody, I'm done. Um, but I do find that some folks really serve a lighter purpose, just to go with the thing you're saying, that I don't mind so much sometimes. Sometimes it's okay to have it. But if, I had, if that's all I had and nobody's serious, well, that would drive me crazy. Um, but everybody has a part. They are, they're all got parts in the pie of my life. Well, listen, I mean, isn't it the Beatles that said, uh, you know, it, time wasted that you enjoyed wasting is not really time wasted. So, 
Right, exactly. That's a good way. My aunt has a saying. My aunt Faith always says, "Learn." sometimes you have to learn how to do nothing well. Meaning just sometimes fucking relax. Don't do nothing. Just sit there and lay down. It's okay to do that every once in a while. If you do it all the time, you're the problem. But every right. once in a while, it's okay to do nothing well. Well, listen, a lot of people could use that advice. There's a lot of people doing nothing and really stressing out about it, but that's a whole nother story. We're, we're going to put a pin on that. Flobo. <laughs> no, I'm defensive. What are you trying to say, Phil? No, I'm just uh, I'm, with, I'm with you, James. I do think everyone has a reason this season, but I think the question was, was intentions for 2020. Yeah, for you. I don't care. I don't care. You don't have to like clap back at James. You, you clap at your own self. No, I was clapping back at you, Phil. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like small talk. James, you didn't really answer the question, so let me I, answer the question correctly. No, no, not even. Go ahead, I, go ahead and do it. Because no, I agree with you, James. I love small talk. I think, I think, even though my I do shows, uh, small talk for me that 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 sussing out period where you get to know someone, they're on a show, they're cold. To me, there's some fun in that. It's wrestling in that. I know it's very cool and in vogue to be like, I'm not really into that, but I relish it. Can I wrestle with that with that person? Can I find common ground? That's just me personally. But to answer your question. Uh, 2021 is definitely about 2020 was definitely a year of me building the shack because I just had my tools in my house but now I think I'm ready for that open house and whatever that may be I mean I may need more fans or more haters to, so to, help to push me to create better stuff or to do different things but I think I'm ready now to have different audiences see my work and that's the one thing whether it is 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 putting on myself on different websites whether it's going on tour doing other people's podcasts I, I really think that 2021 is about people knowing about good old flow beats <laughs> you know what I'm saying love it love it well, well, listen, I have, to, I have to do one thing really quick. All right. Well, listen, we're just going to keep the conversation going while James does whatever he's got to do. If it's a podcast version, he actually wheeled away in his chair. I just want you guys to know that. <laughs> he just left. He just left. Yeah. All right. So, well, so I'm getting the, the clear sense that you guys want to have a little bit of fun. So I actually, I can, I can vouch for this. You can see it on here. Um, we're going to have a laugh off. That was going to come later. A laugh off. Oh, you, now you know I win. Hello. I got the craziest laugh and most, and most famous laugh on earth. Listen, the votes aren't in until all the votes are in. This, this, this ain't a Trump rally. <laughs> yeah, I got him to laugh. <laughs> uh, Flobo, give us your best laugh. Uh, I, you got to help me out here, man. I don't know. Do I do it on a James Lott Jr. impression? Because I can't do that at all. <laughs> See, look uh, at you laughing already. Because it's, it's, it's a laugh off. I love it. Okay. Um, and for you know, context, like, James, James has a very distinctive laugh. Lobo, I love when he laughs and he's a comedian. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think a lot of people have really seen me laugh. But when I laugh, I laugh. Oh, I've seen you. Actually, now that you mention it, yeah, you kind of you kind of smirk and move on. That is kind of. <laughs> yeah, I've, no, I've seen you laugh. Seen yeah, you. I, I do kind of that thing. It's like you have a, like a caption, like "I am pleased," and then that's, <laughs> and that's just it. <laughs> uh, see, there we go. Flobo, Flobo runs the jokes, and we laugh. Yeah, exactly. That's the job. That's the job. Audience, vote now. You can text to five 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 five. Not really. That's not a real number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. I met the guy who wrote that song. His name is uh, Terry Nails. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, but yeah he's like, we were in the same radio station back in the day. Awesome. How is he? Oh, he's a good cool guy. He's kind of like, hey man, you know, like, open doors, but kind of tired of that song. I was like, I would be too. I would be too. Yeah, me too. Right on. Right on. Um. 
All right. Well, let's get back to the series a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm a very curious, right? Because I think um, there's this, it's almost like in life, right? Unless you define things for yourself, you're just kind of grasping at, uh, you know, the collective pool, if you want to call it that, right? And so you end up with dreams or definitions that aren't really your own, but you're kind of working towards them and, and it doesn't really fit right. So in your own head, what defines success? And we'll go, we'll start with Flobo first this mm. time, then we'll go to James. We'll keep mixing it up. Yeah, that that's been that is the golden question. Um, because if you're not careful, you can move the chains and and chase the dragon. You know, when I was in ninth grade, success was becoming a high school graduate. And you can imagine if I was like, I'm done. Uh, we always do that. And I always try to write down every year, every two years, what I think success is. And I always say this, if I'm able to have a career where I'm financially stable, being able to be myself, whether it is a DJing side of it, whether it's a podcasting side of it, and I can inspire others, then, then and actually, say that, I don't want to inspire others. Inspiration comes down to how you interpret my content. I mean, I want to be a positive influence as far as the stuff I put out. Uh, then I think that's successful. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm from a part of time, I'm from a community where we always equate our net worth to our self-worth. And unfortunately, yes, if I'm not financially stable, I don't think I'm successful in that way. But I also know that money can't be everything. But if I'm able to do that and live off that by being Flopito, then that's all gravy. Right on. Love it. James? I'm going to be that sappy person. Um, that I learned that uh, success for me is waking up. Okay. That's a good one. I mean, it sounds hokey and corny. Um, you both know my story. So, I mean, I, and people, a lot of people know my story out there. I've had very strong, challenging years of my life um, over time where uh, waking up was, waking up and not being able to do anything was the craziest thing of my life. Um, like Bell's palsy and all the stuff that I went through there. Uh, it's, I've, it, it redefined everything for me. Um, the losses in my life that I've had. I had a loss again, like three or four days ago in my life. Um, success has become, if I can wake up in the morning and do something, that's success. It really is. I mean, everything else, everything else is kind of subjective to me. It's like, everybody has their own bar of success. Everybody has their own line of what makes them that successful. And I watch everybody fighting over for themselves. What I'm, am I successful? Am I not successful? If I do this, if I get this, and I'm like, I get to wake up first of all, and I live in a home that's successful. It doesn't matter how big my home is or what it is. I guess I do own and everything, but it's still I wake up in a home. When I lived in an apartment. I felt the same way. When I lived in a studio apartment, I lived the same way. It didn't matter. If I got a place to live, that's being successful. The fact that I can get out of bed and, you know, and half my bones hurt because I'm old now, but I can still walk to the toilet, that's success. <laughs> Having a bowel movement is success at my age at this point. Um, being able to take my pills for the various ailments I have, that's success. I mean, I, I really do. I feel like my, my day, if I survive my day and get to go to sleep again, that's success. And, uh, yeah, very well said. And, uh, you have that wonderful interview with with Roxy Stryer, who we know and love. So I'll link to that interview if, if for those interested in really hearing the full story, right? I think that's the best Thank you. version Thank of that. You. Yeah. That was cool. one of my favorite, my favorite interviews with her. With that interview. Yeah. And for me, like, you know, for me, success is, you know, I, I kind of, I've kind of made this like my thing, you know, um, people just kind of look at success of like, Oh, I got to make a million dollars and things like that. For me, I'm like, I just, you know, I just want to be, 
middle class in that sense, but still make the art that I want to and things like that. And I don't think you need to make millions in order to like consider yourself a successful artist. You know, I think there's a way to do what you want to do without, with all, all that, you know? Well, you know, it's so funny. I, I, you know, because I do so many different things and in each, in each thing that I do, there is a, there's a level of people think success is this. I'm on the billboard charts and I have, but I have music. I have seven albums out. I mean, that's a big deal. I, I, success was finding producers, being able to write the songs, having a voice to perform the song, getting background singers, getting musicians. I mean, that's, that's the success right there. And the completed album. It's not easy to complete an album. I've completed seven of them. I mean, that to me, that's success. Others might think, well, you're not on the charts. You're not number one. You're not this. I mean, that's, I mean that to me, it's like, it just makes no sense. To me, doing that, putting a book out. We all, know, we all put our books out. That is success. To actually write a goddamn book and put it out, it's not easy. Um, and to actually complete a book, edit it, put it out there to the public, that's success. So I mean, I, so I feel like in the fields that we work in, there's all that whole, you're right, all that whole, like, you gotta do this, me this, me that. I'm like, I've done speaking engagements, I've done all these things, I've made some money, i made big money, small money, it doesn't matter. All that's just, again, subjective, it's, but it's completion of something, that to me, or even starting something, that's success. Well, I also, I also look at it this way, like the whole uh, uh, chasing of like followers or whatever, right? Let's look at it this way, right? You have 500 million followers, let's say, on social media platforms. Great, wonderful. That's still 7.5 billion people in theory that have never heard of you and could care less, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, and the, the, you know, feel free to weigh in on this, but I've been in that position before where I put myself as higher than somebody else where I'm like, Hey, wait, you don't know this person. How could you not know? Like, it's almost like a rite of passage of like, you're, you're not part of this business till you know, X, Y, and Z. They have a hundred million followers. They're really important, blah, blah. And conversely, people have done that to me. And now I just kind of go like, if people do that with me, I'm just like, yeah, but you've never been to Slovakia or some, something like that. Right. Cause it, it's basically, we're saying that none of us are going to know everything. And so to pretend that we're higher and mightier than anyone else for knowing X fact versus another fact, it's like, it's all bullshit. <laughs> wow. Jane and Phil, I love it. No, I think there's some truth to that. I do think that... Uh, Just some? No, no, there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. But, but there, there is a little bit of a caveat there. And I'll, and I'll explain why, what I mean by that. Um, when it comes down to the creative, the people who have the creative spark, so thinkers, doers, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, there is classically been a pursuit of validation. I know social media gets a bad rap, but 400, 500 years ago, the goal was to get a patron, to get someone to pay for you to create your paintings while you eat grapes and wonder about getting a real job. So there's, a, there's an actual root to that. And I guess we're all harking back to a time where we knew everyone that followed us on social media and go, oh, I have 500 followers or a thousand followers, but it does get inflated. It, you can buy followers, you can buy promotions. And it's, it's funny how, especially as now as a comedian or as a host, that you're getting booked your worth as an artist is being tied to these faceless masses and that's where it becomes destructive because it's very easy to sit back and say man social media it's all fake bro but to be fair when i create stuff what's my amplification channel it's it's social media so i mean double-edged sword in spades uh but i do think that when it comes when it comes down to that dynamic then it could be you could put yourself in a very bad position thinking that if you don't know xyz that you ain't nobody or what have you yeah. i i guess I've, I've never been a group mentality person i've always been this way 
Asked my mother, anybody older than me, though, James was a little old man who did his own thing out the womb. So I never followed what people told me I should follow. So I never got offended by anybody saying anything to me. Just now I walked the, I walked the earth that way. I still do. Um, you're like, well, if you say you don't know so-and-so, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't think about it so much. So when it comes to followers and stuff, uh, for me, I don't to craps you. It's all, it's like, you can have 10,000 followers and have three likes on your, I mean, and no engagement on your pictures. Uh, I'd rather have 500 followers and 30 people retweeting my stuff and actually watching it. You know, I mean, I'd rather have that. To me, it's, that's, that's more rewarding for me. Um, but I never, I never, I've never chased the follower thing. I just, cause I just feel like it's just, it could be like, I just, I had a video go viral a couple weeks ago and that gave me like 500 new followers on YouTube. That's a lot. And like, Congrats, man. Congrats, thank man. you. Um, but again, that, I mean, the crap shit, I did a video that people ended up liking and they decided to watch my channel. I mean, it, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really do anything any different than I normally do. I put out videos all the time, as you guys know, that it just, it happened that video hit. So I know how, I just know how it's, it's, up to it's up to the media gods whatever is going to happen i really have no control i have very little control um growth in that in that way well that's my thing is you know i'm not necessarily knocking like people viewing their follower counts and things like that i guess if i had to clarify it in any sort of way it's the fact that like everyone is inflating it and just trying to like you know artificially like showcase something that it's not true you know, my thing, I'm a big proponent of like, let's just get down to brass tacks and what is the truth? You know, if you got fucking 50 people, you got fucking 50 people, you know, you got a thousand people, great, whatever the case may be. And I think, you know, for my money's worth, I'd rather lean into the, to the, like, like, you know, going off of what James said, lean into those people and give them what I got. And that, that, you know, if I bring those people value, they'll spread it and so forth. But to like inflate my own head of like, I bought followers in X, Y, and Z. I just don't see that as a, as a healthy path because there's no, you know, the, the, it's already fake to begin with. Um, well, I, I mean, I am shading them. So I'll shade it for three of us. I will shade them. I am shading and shading them. People who do that and it gets very tired. Um, it's that whole mentality, especially here in Los Angeles, uh, of being above your means, you know, putting yourself as somebody you're not. I trust me. I understand the whole, you know, dress for what you want to be, that kind of thing. I grew up in that kind of era. Um, but this takes it to another level that's to, to me is ridiculous. And again, I, like you said, you got 50 followers, treat them like gold and it, it will, I mean, it will come back to you. I mean, it is, seriously, it will come back to you. And we all have to start somewhere. We all have to start somewhere. I start with zero followers and we had to start somewhere. I mean, you just, you have to kind of like live that and be, be the, be the big fish in the small pond. Stop worrying about being this, you know, huge you know, fish in the sea. I mean, don't, who cares about that? Just be the big fish in the small pond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I had a thing, but I forgot it, so maybe I'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> what's the most useful tool in your toolbox? Of course, tool being, I'm not talking about, I mean, listen, it could be a monkey wrench if you really want to, but. <laughs> My left-handed scissors. Yeah. Hey, wait, you make apps or I, just like, like Resolve or? I, anything. I mean, listen, I honestly, like I could see the left-handed scissors as being one of James's like. We're all left-handed here, so we're all left-handed, so these are yeah. I love these. I interpret own. interpret the question as you will, you know. Um, well, 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 uh, well, I I think content wise. Well, I'll say this. I'll do I'll do the app first. I think the most important app I have is Canva. I think that helps me out with all my design for now until I can get like a team. Uh, it's free. I do also myself. But when it comes down to like my approach to what I create, uh, luckily for me, 
that my overarching dream is comedy. And so when I greet these after shows or these podcasts, I know I'm going into saturated marketplaces to the point where so many people don't even bother getting into the pool in some of these things. Like wrestling after shows are saturated. Podcasts about talking to, to creative people, it's not really a hot concept. But I do think when people come in and when they tune into Flobito, Flobo Boys, is that I am a comic and I'll try to find the levity of any situation. And so I won't name names again, but like one of my, my friends wanted to do a show about her mental health as a creator. And she came to me because she felt comfortable that I was able to do it in a way where I didn't make it a very special episode, but I wouldn't want to make light of it either. You know, I, I do a Star Trek after show. We laugh all the time about how weird that show is because we, we are Star Trek fans. We love to have a good time. So I definitely approach things comedy first, levity first. I think that's a secret sauce. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, and there's, it, it does make things very more palpable. Mm-hmm. So, James, what I, about you? Is it the scissors I, or something else? It, 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 I was, I'm half joking. These scissors are like the bomb. Um, but no, um, for me, the biggest tool in my toolbox is my, my ability to make people feel comfortable. I use that in every single part of my life. I've, I've, I've discovered, I, I mean, I have the magic. Apparently, I don't know where I got it from. But ever since I was in high school on, I realized at some point that I have a way of making people feel comfortable. And that's worked to my advantage in my jobs, in my careers, in my careers now, in my interviews, in my organizing, and everything that my life, everything that I do and my friendships, apparently I have a way of making me feel comfortable. And I feel like that's a big tool because I can actually affect change uh, or help people affect their own change sometimes through my being a comfortable person to be around. I think uh, in the spirit of which is intended, I think it's your apathy. Mm. No, in, in a sense, right? I, I know I'm, I'm using that word facetiously, but it's like right. you could care less if they like you or not. You're not out to like get them or make them like you or whatever. You're just, you're just being in that sense, like your apathy towards that side of it allows you to be an authentic you. And it's like, holy shit, you know? And, and I, I think that's like, if you want to get psychosomatic, like that, that's what people are drawn to is an authentic person, right? You know, that's why we all, all got to shed these masks and these roles and shit like that, you know? Yeah, unless you're right. Well, 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 Phil, you know me long. Wait, well, Phil, I mean, Phil, you know, you and I have known each other almost nearly six, seven years at this point. So you know me longest, and so, um, so you're right. I mean, you're right. I don't care. I mean, I really don't give two shits. I mean, like, like me, don't like me. Here I am. Here I am. Um, I think that matters to be able to be your true self. I think authenticity is something you can't fake, which sounds kind of recursive, but you know what I'm saying? Just people that try to do the per- the persona of I'm real in these streets, but like. James is 100% James all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm Flobito 100% of the time. Wait, and I'm going to throw it Flobo, I'm going to throw it to you in the yeah, sense because I think this could be interesting, right? So I'm a, I'm a wrestling guy, but not as much as you. Um, how does it work in terms of – because obviously when you're wrestling, you're putting on a fake persona to sure. say, right? Yeah. But, but in that sense, you know, there is an authenticity nonetheless mm-hmm. with what resonates and what doesn't. So uh, I'm curious, you know, how would you be able to, you know, if you had to break it down, like, what is that distinction? Because I think it does apply beyond just wrestling. I think it applies to art. You know, we are putting something forward that is, you know, something fictitious, but still resonates, right? So 
yeah, yeah. Re- wrestling is was two tier. Uh, on the base level, it's it's a combat sport. Uh, whether it's entertainment or it's result of predetermined, you have to believe that the person can fight somebody else. But I always say this, and I always get flack for it. But all my shows, don't can get flack for me because it's my shows. You know, I do think that professional wrestling is theater in the round. It's our Cirque du Soleil. It's our Hamilton. Right, so the the words and the the costumes come from a different period, but if the actor pours him or herself into the role that they're given, you can see that radiate through what is being said and what's being in the ring, and you can say this person puts their whole heart out there. So yeah, it could be something weird. There's there's characters who are undead. There are characters that are looking like they're they're gangsters, guys who look like they own nightclubs. But if you could believe the character, or you could believe that this person could be a real threat, then that's what makes wrestling some of the best character work on television. I mean, that's why I'm a huge fan because when, when, my, okay, when I was in film school, my sound designer teacher told me a line about sound design that, that applied to every aspect of my life. And he goes, when you hit the sweet spot, you'll know it. It becomes almost like this thing, like almost like a, a, a subconscious ethereal thing. You're like, oh, that's great. The right note in a guitar string, the right person, the right promo, like the, the right note in a song. And that's when you know someone's hit it right. Mm-hmm. Right on. That's a good way to put it. Um, what's, been, uh, what's been everyone's best failure? Here's a fun one. I mean, if it helps, I can go first. Please do. Whew. Shit, I, I, that backfired. I, uh, <laughs> um, no, you go first. It's a, good, it's a very good question, Phil. You should be a host. Um. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, th- I thought it'd be a good one. Um, my best failure. It's kind of tough, and I'm not trying to like tiptoe around it. But I think, you know, the thing is, I, I always fail no matter what I do. But then I kind of based on that failure, continue at it and find a way around it. But as far as anything, um, uh, I don't know. I, there's in college, I probably like would had some films that were overly ambitious and didn't turn out nearly close to even what I envisioned. Right. Uh, and, and, so I, but, but, but I learned a lot. Right. And, you know, especially in the arts, I think it's one of those things you could say filmmaking, but I think all arts, it isn't until you do it that you actually start to get a grasp on it. Now I'm not negating the craft side of it. You have to study the craft and the history of it, but um, nonetheless, you still have to do it in order to make some progress. So my college films would probably be the biggest failure. They're probably great. They're not. No, they probably, they probably are probably five. Probably <laughs> yeah, they're probably Susan Kane, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think, uh, you know, uh, Michelle Gondry, right, who's done, like, Eternal Sun. I love him. I have his whole video set. I mean, from Daft Punk to Cotty Minogue. To, I mean, I, I, just, I love his. But you, 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 have, you have the short films that I, he I, made. Yes, I have, I have the whole That's yeah. where I'm going with it, yes, because he put out, like, his all, like, his weird short films yes. that he's never done. And it's like, half of them, you're like, what is this? I love his work. I love that's, his work. That's gotta yeah. be for you. <laughs> yeah. um, we, had to, we had to break down that script in film school. Eternal Sunshine. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a nightmare of how the visual effects are one day and how it was all laid out. But I think about time. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? What's the what's the best failure of your life? Well, I you know, I, you know I'm a life coach, so you know, I, there's words I take out of my vocabulary. That's what it's all the time, and the word failure is not my vocabulary. 
So I, so for me to answer this question will be very interesting because I don't believe in failure. I don't believe there's such thing as failure. I think that's something that we just, you know, where we made up to, to shame each other and feel bad. I think there are things that just don't work out the way you may have hoped or hoped or outcomes that may have not come the way you would like to have an outcome. So for me to answer that question, there are a million different little outcomes that didn't work out the way I want them to. Going to nursing school, becoming a nurse, and then deciding I don't want to be a nurse anymore. That's dumb. Um, but I did. It, it did help. But, but see, all those little outcomes also help fuel those things we call success, in quotes. Yeah. Um, so they, 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 have, they become part of my, my, my fiber of my being. Um, I had a couple of interviews that didn't go really well in you know, my hosting career. I mean, I'm not every interview's a, not every interview's a star. Um, there's some interviews that I'm like, well, oh, that wasn't the greatest. Some shows, that wasn't the greatest. I have some songs in my vault that I will never release. Um, but they didn't come out the way I would like them to have come out. Um, so for me, it's just, it's just a series of lifetimes of just little bits of things that didn't go the way as planned. And that's why that's what I'll, I'll answer that question. All right. No, I appreciate it. I respect that. And yeah, I mean, part, part of the whole thing is to try to get force people to see failure as a different thing in and of itself, as opposed to... I agree with that. I you know, th- this idea of like, oh my God, it's uh, God forbid we, we, we like consider that that things didn't go exactly as planned and we just again that inauthentic side we just hide it because we get shamed to death i agree with that sure. uh i have two failures but they end up combining like voltron if i can <laughs> if i can be so, be so bold so uh one of my podcasts uh, it's called new amsterdam radio and 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 it's a very distinct reason why it's called radio because I have this like mental image of this giant city for creative people and the radio station will be the one that's broadcasting the show. The name New Amsterdam was actually the name of my high grade stationary brand that I had launched in 2017 because I felt that even though rappers and comedians have their phones, I think the the true crafts people still write. And so I thought most skins were too expensive. The other brands were too cheap and flimsy. I actually worked with a vendor overseas to create this notebook called a Notebook One, which I still have in a warehouse somewhere. Oh, I want one. I'll get you one, no, for sure. And, I, and, I, and it had the, the original stamp on it, the KA stamp, and it came here and it flopped. Now, a bunch of reasons. Uh, I had a marketing plan that was going to be funded by my day job. My day job let me go. Didn't have a way to get the name out there. So it collapsed. That's like failure. Um, that's failure right. Failure left. My modern podcast, because I've been podcasting since I was a teenager before it was called that. It was called Internet Radio. My, my original podcast, you can still see like five episodes on SoundCloud. It's called 26 Stone. Uh, stone is a unit of measurement. At my heaviest weight, I weighed 26.9 stone or, or 370 pounds. So I called this show 26 Stone. I sat down with people and I asked them how they struggle to make it in whatever they want to do. Very similar to New Amsterdam radio, but it was a lot, I was a lot, it was a lot more crude, a lot more like, how'd you do it? Kind of a thing. Uh, I did it for about a year and a half. I had 85 episodes. I, I even had the spot on SoundCloud premium, but my views never changed. I had the same eight people downloading every week. And then after a year and a half, I got frustrated. Like some growth was okay, but no growth was just uh, like, so I, I canceled it, deleted most of the episodes, like five episodes still left on the internet. And that was failure too. And I remember one October, I was driving in my car and I saw a Facebook ad because Facebook ads pushed to my phone this particular day, which I thought was kind of weird. So I pulled over. 
uh, and the app I used to do my podcast on was like, hey, making podcasts from your phone. And I remember this. You can go back to episode one of New Amsterdam. It's called The Manifesto. And I said, here's this brand I love, New Amsterdam. I'm trying podcasting again. I don't know what this is. I, I learned I'm going to lower all expectations for this podcast. Give me a shot. I'm going to have zero views. I don't care. I don't care if the same eight people came back. And what happened is over the two years after that, New Amsterdam has become like my flagship show. Like more people have streamed that show uh, as a podcast and maybe compared to my after hours show, but those two are like the biggest ones. And that fuels me because now I've created this from all over the world saying, can I be on your show now? So it was two disparate failures, but it kind of came in together for one. That's awesome. I love that. Very cool. Um, so I figured I'd ask a few more like serious questions and then we'll get to some fun. Um, this is all fun. That, what are you talking about? It is all fun. <laughs> I love talking about me. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about you. So I, I uh, think a fun thing could be what advice would you give? So everyone's going to go, right? Myself included. What advice would you give to the other people? Okay. So I have to give advice to you, Flobo and James. James, Flobo to me, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, who wants to, should we, uh, I don't have, I don't, James Law Jr., when he does his things, he has like games, but half the time, like you don't see the thing. So I'm just going to like pretend I'm going to do this. All right. It landed on Flobo. And I'm telling, I'm telling advice to both you and James. He's got the spinning yes. wheel like I did, the spinning wheel, uh, Phil. He's got the spinning wheel. Yeah, yeah except no one sees that on screen. So I don't, I don't, you could just be, I don't know what you're spinning there. <laughs> It's funny I'm going first because uh, about a year ago, I, I thought that we should hang out and have like this meeting of equals. But I, I tell James this all the time. We went to a restaurant and it became the seminar as to Flobo, young blood, do it. So yeah, I, we're not, I, we're not equals Flobo. So it's now it's kind of weird. Trying to get this advice to people. I mean, how do you tell James Lott Jr. any advice? Um, the one thing I would say uh, for JLJ media is is I love it. I, to me, it's the platinum standard. I wish New Amsterdam Entertainment was on that level. But as someone who's watched every show, sometimes I would love to find a bit more distinction of the different shows. I'm not sure if it's questioning or like intro music or something. A lot of the shows do sound very similar. They're very good. But that's the one thing I would think about. Um, one thing I do pride myself on, the logo for Drake and Gold is different than Dash for Hours, it's different than whatever, whatever. But it's very cosmetic. Um, but everything, James, you're great. Please don't unfollow me. You're good peoples. I love you like a brother. Uh, and, and, and Phil, I mean, I, I think you have given so much. If you haven't downloaded or, or bought your book, is it downloaded? You buy your book for paperback? There's I, a, I, there, there's a, you can buy, you can buy the, the workbook, which is a physical book. And then you can buy the, um, digital copy as well. Yeah. The, uh, you guys should copy. do that. The digital copy is way cheaper, but yeah. Yeah, because your polish and your, your content is so great. But I would say, man, don't afraid, don't be afraid to have fun. You know, you may be the smartest guy in the room, the most resilient guy, the most resourceful guy, but do not be afraid to act dumb with your guests, man. Like just wild out, nerd out, just talk about some stupid stuff. Put plug your movie idol. It's in the poster in the back here if you see the visual version of this. Why not, man? Have some fun. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, you know, no, that's good advice. And you know, for me, I always I always have such reverence, like even though I'm getting to interview my friends, you know, because they all are, uh, at the end of the day, I, I want to treat it like they are, 
you know, like, let's say whoever your idol may be, you know, be it Beyonce, be it Barack Obama. Like, I don't care. You know, Tony Danza. Like, I, you know, like, I want to treat it like on that level, you know? So, um, a hundred percent. Well, uh, we'll let the old man go last. So I guess I'll go. Um, see, how's that fun for you, Flobo? I like that. I like that. I like that actually. I like that. Um, so I actually gave this advice to James a little bit ago, but I'm going to reiterate it because I think it's good advice. And that is, so I think James's heart is always in the right place and he always wants to help people, but you get to a certain point and you have to be selective. It doesn't make you a bad person, but you have to be selective. And so for me, I told James, I, I think you need a set of hurdles for people to, you know, get your mentorship. And that's not a negative, you know, I told him like, hey, listen, if people want, to, want me to mentor them, I'm happy to give it that, them their all, my time and so forth. But it's like I put, let's say in that sense, I put out a book that outlines like a base core value of what you should be doing. So read that first. And when you get through that, come back to me. Because otherwise, I'm just going to have to regurgitate the book for you anyway in order to get to the stuff that we want. So do, do your homework. And then we'll talk. And so I said that to James, like, you gotta, you gotta do that with the people that come to you. You have so much out there. Just be like, Hey, watch this episode, this episode, and this episode, or, you know, read this book, whatever. I agree. And, and then come back to me. I think that that would be, um, that. I, I actually have a, a private video where for people who ask about podcasting, I just did a private video one time. So I can just say, there you go. Because so much time I've, I've spent saying the same things over and over again. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's why I do what I do. It's like, I, I don't want to have to repeat myself. So when people ask me for, for stuff about how to do stuff, I mean, most of the time it's directly related, you know, like if I, if I ever get asked the first time question, I'll answer it. But then like, you know, next week I'm like, all right, I got to do a video on this. That way I don't have to ever answer that question again. You know, not because I don't want to, because I can get out to more people. Um, for you, Flobo, I think, um, no, I think, I, I think you're a very funny guy and things like that. Um, and I understand there's that hum that, that humorous side to like self-deprecation and things like that. And perhaps that might be a way of dealing with, you know, some of the past and things like that and, and, and working through some of the stuff, not, not saying it's not healthy, but be careful to not ever let like your humor really define your personality, you know? And, mm -hmm. and it's changing, right? I've seen like from even, as you say, from last year to this year, like the growth that you've had is amazing. So if anything, continue on that growth. Don't go backwards. The only reason to go backwards is to learn a lesson that you can apply in the future. But to beat yourself up over shit in the past, who's that helping? You told me that the first time we had hosting class. I, I, this, I'm totally hijacking your show now. Uh, you can do it. There is, so we used to be in this, this, this company called Afterbuzz, and, and there was a hosting class that Phil taught. And uh, we had to do a fake show. And I was on the panel, and I did my little like thing. But I was nervous because I didn't know what to expect here. I thought it was a big deal to be in Afterbuzz. What was I thinking? Anyway, I was like, oh, man, you know, Phil, I just want to make sure I got everything right. I'm asking you questions. And, and you know, Phil was there smoking a virtual cigarette. I'm just kidding. He was kind of like, oh, it's great. You know, it's all right. Uh, just don't be that guy all the time. Just know what you did and grow. And I was like, you're right, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you thank you appreciate it yeah i mean you know i think yeah uh 
you don't have to be like when you, when you are you, you're at your best, right? When you're trying to put on like this persona of, you know, being a host, it's like, no, that's you just rather than put on, you're, you already are a host without having to go into a persona of a host, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, that's my advice. So I will go with Flobito and I, and I, you know, the thing about Flobito is that he is very smart. Not true. He's probably way smarter than me. That's not true. And, and I, you, you don't and see, there you go. That's not true though. Like, <laughs> that's that self-deprecating crap. Hey, just, exactly. But, but, that's exactly. So, so Phil, it's, it's my turn to talk. The old man is talking. So when, I'm going off of Phil's thing actually for you too, because you are smart. You are funny. You've had way lots of life experience. Um, and I said this to you before, you have, to me, you have it, whatever that means. Of course, I know it's subjective also, but I think you have it. And I, my advice to you is to embrace you more, embrace who you are more, embrace all those sides. Don't be afraid to showcase them when, when necessary. Uh, it's okay to, you know, show your smarts. It's okay to show other sides of you in your, um, whether it's the acting that we're doing together or the, or your shows or your writing. You know, I always challenge you all the time. So I'm like, I just think, I, I, I know you have it. You have it to me. You have it. But I think sometimes you downplay yourself a little too much. And my thing is, it's like, you actually, you're a great guy. So I'm like, and you got really talented and you're really smart. So I think, you know, you'll never be like me where, and others who just like, I showcase my, my shit all the time. I don't, you know, don't, don't care. Um, but I feel like on some level, you could find, the, find that ground that it's kind of like, you, you're, you're, smart, you're a smart guy. So I think you should, you should have more, more, embrace yourself more. That's, I guess that's my advice to you. I just want to say that I learned so much from you that I think we are on equal footing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not like being self-deprecating for the sake of being self-deprecating. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do. I think very highly. And then Phil, I mean, we, we hit off We hit off from the very beginning. Like I said, I've known you for almost six, seven years at this point. We hit off from the very beginning. You've always been a champion of my talent and my work from the very beginning. I mean, always. You always have been. I've told you this before, but I will say it on camera. You always have been. And whatever I want to try, you're always open to listening and say, okay, well, what do you want to do? And like you would say, well, what do you want to do? And I, you know, I come to you and like, here's my plan. And you're like, okay, James, go and do it, you know. Um, I, but you've always, and so I think for me, I really want to see you really step into the coaching more. I want to see you step into, you're doing it, I mean, you're doing it, but I want you to step into it even more. I think that you do have a lot to offer for being, you know, for me being so young, I've learned things from you also. Um, the learning never stops. Um, I, I think you're very earnest in your own education. I think that's something that's very important also. So my advice to you is to really step into the coaching and really, whether it's business coaching or content creation coaching or whatever that is for you, um, I think that's, that, that's where you need to go. I think you have the potential. I know you read a lot of other people and you follow a lot of people, but I want folks to, to, to uh, start quoting Phil Sweetek. And I've quoted you a couple of times. So, I mean, I have. So I, I think that's, that's what I want to see you step into, Mr. Phil Sweetek. Well, well I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, not negating it. You know, I've always, you know, one of my big strategies has always been like, I don't want to just say something that I can do something right, especially in the content creation side. Um, not that I'm like proving anything to anyone, right? This is 
purely from the bottom of my soul, right? Like I want to make a movie because I want to make a movie. But the added bonus for me has always been, well, when I make a movie and if somebody else is wanting to make a movie, well, I can tell them how to make a movie because I've done a fucking movie, you know? Um, and, and it's always, no, honestly, like it, it, it's always come. And I actually, um, you know, uh, I think we all need to embrace uh, compliments a little bit better. I mean, certainly I do. And, and this week was really cool because I was talking to my friend Lauren Grasso. And I remember, you know, when we, when we were going to, yeah, she's amazing. And uh, musician, she's coming out with another single, um, you know, a lot of great hits if you look up Lauren Grasso. But, you know, she said to me, we, we, uh, you know, I was telling her about my next project, uh, next feature film that I was doing. And I said, you know, like, if I pull this off, it's going to be a miracle. Like jokingly, knowing that like, of course I could pull it off, but it's, you know, it's definitely ambitious. And she said, you know what, Phil, I remember uh, when we started Idol, and I, I remember this day too. She was like, wait, how are we going to do this? Right. Cause meaning shoot at grand central market. I said, don't worry about it. We'll, we, we, we can do it. <laughs> and, and that day, and, and I proved to her that it, it is possible to do that thing that, you know, no one else thought possible. And so, you know, in that sense, she was like, I I'm never questioning you and your ability to just get something done. If you set your mind to it. So I was like, yeah. 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 I, I said this a, a bunch of times. No, I was gonna say a bunch of times that I, I saw Idol and I was like, Lauren Grosso just jumps off the off the screen, and I, I hit her up. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what it is about you, but you have the aura. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool that she was down to be part of your your camp. Well, yeah. I, I've I, I've worked with Lauren Grosso so on um, different things, and I just love her to pieces. I've seen her live. We've seen her live together Phil, years ago. I mean, she is just she is. She's a, she's a spirit. She's a great spirit. She's just somebody who's a walking moment I met her after that. Uh, before we did the Big Brother after show. I loved her from the very beginning. And I just and I just think I support all of her stuff. I Bell's policy. She was there for me for various things. And she's a really kind person, but she's very electric. She's very talented. Yeah. No, she really is. And uh, I mean one one of the things I took really stock of, I uh, I I'm very blessed to know the people that I know. And, and I say this because I was, I was working on a friend's film and they're, um, you know, without being disrespectful in any way, like they're, you know, they're kind of coming up, right. They're, 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 tr you know, trying to make it. And I appreciate and respect the hustle, but I also noticed a couple, you know, a couple of things of, you know, that, that they have to learn and work on, right. Stuff that, you know, I learned and worked on, you know, years ago. Right. Um, and so for me, it gave me a nice barometer of like, holy shit, the, 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 the people that I'm continually working with are on a really high level. And again, it's not to, I'm not shitting on uh, those people, you know, their time will come because, and I know they're going to get there because of the hustle that they continue to put in. Um, so yeah, very. It's, it's okay. It's okay. No, it's the thing is it's okay to have different tiers in, in, in these careers. You have to start somewhere. That's the whole thing. It's like, sometimes we're afraid to say, well, you're not as good, but it's not a, it's not a dig or even shade or say, it's just saying that you're a beginner. You're starting out somewhere. Uh, I'm learning that with this audio drama stuff. I mean, when I first started, I don't know what the F I was doing. I'm like, I was like, I'll record it, see what happens. You know, but as time, as I started doing these, these episodes, I'm playing it around and trial and error, I'm getting better. That's how that works. 
So there are folks, like you said, as long as you have the drive, the hustle, uh, the intent, intention, all that, you, you will get there. It's okay to not be there yet. And it's okay if you're there already. I mean, I think, again, we can't be afraid of that. Everybody's not the same. I mean, I come from a generation who were kind of taught that maybe a little too much. Um, but, I, but I raise kids that are your generation. And we were told everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's the same. It's like, no, no, bitches, you're not the same. You're really good at this, and you're not that good at it yet. But it's like, you will, but you will get there. So keep going. So there's no false sense of like, we're all equals and we're all this. And I've been in it for 10 years. You've been in it for two. Like there's a little, there's a difference. And I think it's okay to highlight the difference in a way that is still encouraging. Like you're saying, Phil, is encouraging, but you can recognize there's a difference. I think there's no problem with that. I don't want to say fear of failure because that sounds very like Instagram influencer, but there's, when we think about a new creative pursuit, um, anyone's trying something new, there, there is a bit of trepidation of what of my first attempt, it doesn't knock out of the park. Like there, there are other ways to move the bases around, triples, doubles, singles, and fit the baseball analogy. You know what I'm saying? I think for me as a stand-up comedian, when the stand-up clubs were closed in 2020, I said, how am I going to express comedy? Now, I don't know TikTok. I can't dance. I, download, I deleted the app. Right. So I decided, yeah, exactly. I, I have no way the most, no tiene ritmo. Um, so I decided to, yeah, I'm doing the robot all the time. Um, my, my mom was like, I can't believe you can't dance. Take after your father. All right. So anyway, I, I decided to. Caribbean, what's wrong with you? I know. I, I can eat Caribbean food. Um, so I decided to try my hand at, at comedy music. And the song was called Alone in the Club. You can, you can stream it now here on, on Spotify or whatever. But I was a nervous wreck because it was something new. I didn't know what I was doing. I just I bought the beat and I was rapping over it. And I knew, and this is what the interesting thing is for all creatives. I knew either it was going to be, Flobo, this is hilarious. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, dang, brother, you tried. But the thing is, once you appreciate that, once you have to appreciate the different kind of responses you get, it becomes a lot easier. And I submitted, and thankfully, perhaps almost uh, encouragingly, people love the song. Like, this is dumb. My brother was like, this is like Lil Dicky mixed with some Pitbull. And I was like, awesome, cool, why not? And now people are asking for sequels and all that stuff. I wouldn't have known that had I just waited to see, let me research, see if I could do it better. Let me see if I could be the best rapper ever. Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, no, I... Well, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, I 100% agree. Like, when I, when I did my film, I really studied first time. I, I studied directors that I loved, but I studied their first movie. You know what I mean? So, like, Christopher Nolan, Robert Rodriguez, I studied those movies because, you know, I, I think people make the mistake of, like, I want to be, be Beyonce. It's like, okay, well, how about you study Beyonce's career path and start where she started and go from there, you know? And, and I also think, and I think, James, you'll agree with this, um, you know, Flobo, it's not like you took a shot in the dark. Like, it was a risky endeavor. It was something that you've never done before. But you're a comedian, and you're a DJ. You know what I mean? So it's not like it wasn't that fully far-fetched. It's, it, it's like someone going in to write a book for the first time. It's like, okay, that's a risky endeavor, and it's a, it's a first-time thing. But it's like, okay, well, what can I lean on? Well, in high school, I used to be a great writer. Um, I, I, I do great research and so forth. So you lean on the skills, and I think people – don't really look at the tools that are already in their tool bag to set them up for, for that kind of success. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's for me, um, cause I'm a little older than you both. 
Um, for me, it was that whole, uh, and I talk about my age all the time, folks. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I love it. Um, it's just that it's because it, I started my late thirties, uh, and they completely changed my life at 40. And so to come into the entertainment field in your forties, um, it's very different than in your twenties or thirties. It's just it, the, Hollywood looks at you very differently. Like, and your friends do too. They're like, what are you doing? You had that job for the last 10 years and pension coming in 10, you know, they look like you're crazy. So for me, it's been a series the last 13 years in the business uh, this month. Um, it's been a series of, what are you doing, James? What are you doing in my 40s and 50s? I start things new both decades. Um, and so for me, I've had to tell myself, well, when you put out, create, when you create content, people have a right to not like it. People have a right to say that it sucks. People have a right to say, James, what is your old ass doing with the dance song? You have a right to say all of that stuff. Your book is too short. Your this is too that. And trust me, you know, we've all been there. I've had the worst comments online on things over the years and, and death threats and everything for things that I've done. And I had to learn that's okay. That's their right to be shady towards me and not like it. But it's not going to stop me from trying something and doing it. That's where I had to kind of go up. I had to kind of step above that and just go, if I want to write a song and make it a dance song, I'll make it, I'll write a, do a dance song. And if I enjoyed it and enjoyed the process of doing it, and I, I can stand by the work, then I'm good. Whatever happens after that, it's just like, it's like giving birth to you, having kids. It's like, so your kids make sure to be little shits. Who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. My it's kid's fun. ugly, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. They may be ugly, but, you know, I gave birth to it, and someone's going to find a cute, and that's how, that's how, I, look, that's how I look at it as. I, I love my daughters. They get on my nerves half the time, and I love them those times, and that's just how it is. I mean, that's – but it's like but – I, but I stand by them. I do. Luckily, my kids are cute and my grandkids. Um, but but I, mean, I, stand, I stand by them. Just like my work. I stand by all of my work. And no matter when I start it, and there are, we all know there's many examples of folks who started later in the business, um, had success later in the business. We, we know this, but Hollywood consistently tell my friends would stuff tell me, you shouldn't try that. Or James, I don't know about it. They, 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 they're just like so concerned based on my age, not on anything else, not on my ability, but based on my age. Should you do that? Is that okay? I've heard that over, over and over the last 13 years. Then every time I do it, it's successful. And they're like, oh, I, I love that song. Oh, I, oh, my God, that show is so good. I'm like, oh, yeah, you weren't on my side, like, you know, when I was you know, doing it. Um, but it just makes me laugh. But that's to, to go with you guys. It's scary out there to put stuff out there and try something new. But you just kind of have to or else you just wither and die. Bro. Well, I think yeah, you don't work a muscle out. It atrophies, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, obviously, the default is a lot easier to say, like, hey, if you do this, you're going to fail. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's just easier advice to give rather than, um, and it does, you know, some, you, you'd say it's negative, but at the, at the same time, like, I think some of it does come from a good place of not wanting to see other people do fail, but it's like, you know what? Um, I think there is a way to nurture that and, you know, do it in a, in a positive way. Like, hey, see, Phil, I, Phil, I'm going, I'm going to interrupt and say that most of that stuff is their shit. It and is. So it's not it's not from a good place to me. It's from their own insecurities and fears that they try to throw it on you. It's like, if someone tells you something, just say, congratulations, good luck with that. I don't need to hear all the things that could go wrong. So to me, I don't cut slack anymore with that. I used to, but not anymore. Because to me, it's your stuff that you're putting, trying to put on me. It's your, all your angst, all your fear, all the things that you didn't do when I'm trying to do something and you put it on me. Nope, I don't want it. 
don't tell me that. Just don't say nothing or just smile. I mean, I don't want to hear that. So for me, I, I don't give that slack anymore. I just don't. Fair enough. Flovo, slack or uh, no slack? Uh, it, it's, it's no slack, man. Because <laughs> That's not know, really the question. You can talk about it in a different way. but uh, well, it, it, it reminds me of when I was a kid um, and, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, sorry, not, a, not a kid, when I wanted to go to grad school. And I did four years in, in broadcast communications, and I said, film is the thing I want to work on. And that's what got me up to California. So th- that's how it ended. But I remember my, my dad, and I love him to death, but he came here in this country in the 70s. He worked as an electrician, New York City Transit Authority, like the most blue-collar of blue-collar things. I mean, he was a professional, but let's be real. He's like, well, you don't want to do film. You should probably learn something else to fall back on. And that's something that you hear a lot if you have immigrant parents or, or minority parents. Yeah, do what you want to do if they give you that. Uh, but do something else to fall back on. And what we're seeing now is that there ain't nothing to fall back on. All my lawyer friends are out of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I have one shot to do something I love, I'm going to do it until the wheels fall off, man. And, and, and that's what that pushes me. So I hear things and that's why I'm more nervous when I release stuff. But I'm like, what's the alternative? Me sitting in an office selling hand sanitizer, which is my last corporate job. I sold hand sanitizer pre-pandemic for a living. I can't go back to that, man. Could have made so- a bundle. Yeah, but yeah, wrong timing, right? But until then, alone the club, uh, what's up, global after hours, all this other stuff is happening because that, I know what the alternatives are. So, okay, final question. Um, how do you view it? How do you know when something's your passion versus you're going for it because it is the thing, right? So we look at entrepreneurship. We look at, you know, being a content creator and what whatever capacity you want to define that as. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I, I believe it's right. The eighties kind of really defined of like the financial sector of like, Ooh, this sexy thing to go towards. And it's like, well, what happened to like NASA and scientists and so forth, you know, like at what point is it a cultural thing versus this is your actual passion? I'm curious. Can I go first on this one? I, I gotta, I, Cause I felt like I, I mentioned this the last time I was on your show is that when I did stand up for the first time, it was, it was a living social uh, coupon you know, coupon for, for comedy class. And my set was three minutes. And I knew that was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I wanted to be Flip Wilson, if I could be that that way. I'm an old school, I'm an old soul hard. Because kids my age don't know who Flip Wilson is. I know. Um, uh, but but my, to answer your question where I know it, it's, it's the good tired. Like I look at my schedule today or this week. I do, I have a vlog series, a late night talk show, a, a podcast, a wrestling show, a Star Trek show. And when I go to bed, it's the good tired. I'm not going, oh, crap, I have another podcast. Yeah, I may have an, oh, crap, I have to post this image on Instagram to make sure people know it's around. But doing that makes me feel exhausted in the best possible way. Now, compare that to getting a good paying job in Orange County, driving 120 miles a day, or going door to door selling Nigerian hand sanitizer, that's a bad tire. It's like, I am worth more than this. And so I know that this is the path I want to do. That's why I hope that it, success comes the way I'm looking at it or I'm, I'm foresighting it, because I feel as if this is the path for me. Right on. I, I, the difference is you just, I just know. I just know it's my passion. I've had many careers that I went into thinking I want to do them. Um, and I did not enjoy them. I did the jobs very well. I was one of the best workers in all those different, different careers. 
But I noticed at my last career when I was an insurance farm and ag specialist that my bosses ate, breathed, chewed up, um, slept insurance. They could talk about it 24-7, seven days a week, three five days a year. And I admired that. They, every article, every, you know, back then it was not on social media. So every article, every magazine, and the latest anything, I thought, God, that would be really interesting. Cut to becoming a professional organizer years later. And I realized this is it. I just knew it. I could, I could talk organizing for the rest of my life. That's what I knew was a passion. I, I want to talk about every aspect of organizing. And I got to life coaching. I got, I, I, once I, my first class, I was transformed. My teacher trainer transformed. Lori Cameron, a girl. Uh, I was transformed. I wanted to learn all about human behavior. Um, when, I, when I got into my radio show years ago, I always wanted to do radio. I always thought I had the voice wanted to do radio. I sat down in the booth with my little Darth Vader sitting there, my engineer in the room across from me, and he counted me in, and I just knew it, that was it. When I got to AfterBuzz TV, my first TV hosting, web hosting job, when I got there and I sat down to host for Edition Days, back then it was just Days of Our Lives After Show, and I sat down next to Mark J. Freeman and Peter Ramos, and I sat in and I went, this is it. I can do this for the rest of my life. I just, I just, it feels like I can do this for the rest of my life. So for me, because I'm a little older than you guys, I don't think I have retirement. At this point, I want to do this for, I want to do this until I, I want to drop dead on camera. Wow. <laughs> on stage or somewhere. But I feel like I just want to be doing what I love and doing what I love. And that's how I go. I mean, I, I just, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a privilege to do this. It's a privilege that I get to be in a country where I can do this. We talk about all the bad stuff in this country and everything. It's, it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the obstacles in Hollywood, they're there. But I am privileged to be able to have my own shows. I'm interested to talk to you guys. I'm privileged to live in a house. I have ancestors who couldn't even do this just two generations ago. Same here. Uh, I think about my grandmother who worked four jobs, three of them as janitors, when she first got to Los Angeles with her five young boys, single, in the 50s, woman of color. I think of her and all the sacrifice she did so that all my uncles have degrees. They're all very successful professionally. And then her grandchildren, we are successful in our own ways also. So I look at it that way, just going, this is, this is incredible. This is, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm privileged to do this. It's just, I just, that's how I look at everything. That's a great place to end, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Don't forget the ancestors. Don't forget the ancestors. That's it's true. It doesn't, that, seriously, my, two generations ago, my parents were, my grandparents were what, uh, butchers, Sugar cane cutters, like it, it, it definitely puts things in perspective. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. Um, well, uh, the last part, obviously, is uh, let's let's round the horn. Tell them where uh, where you can, you know, people can uh, check out more stuff. We'll start with uh, Flobo. You want to go first? Oh, cool. I, will, I usually it's, I want to know where Game Light Juniors are sold, but uh, <laughs> you know I hate that term, by the way. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. How do you think I feel? I'm a brother. I know you don't. I don't give a fuck. I know you I'm like, what am I? I don't want to take it to Wall Street. Come on. What the fuck? I'm still right. saying it. I don't care. I'm still saying it. 
Uh, you can follow me uh, at Flobo Boys on Twitter, at Flopito on Instagram. Flopito.com is a website about me personally. If you want to know all the shows I'm working on, hit up NewAmsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. New episodes of the podcast every Thursday. Uh, I am doing my first clubhouse room on this Thursday. My friend Cesar Ayaspino talking about overcoming the fear of starting something new, as we kind of talked about tonight. Um, that'll be this Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you are, if you are on Clubhouse, come find me and 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 watch our my first talk, my first room. I'm doing. I'm gonna devolve this. How does that work? I I like I don't have Clubhouse. I don't. You know I don't. It's the hottest new thing. You'd be invited to be on there. So if I'm not invited, I, I, so so none of the people that are listening can watch this shit if they don't have Clubhouse. I can't do it. I don't have Clubhouse. That's, that's your problem. Okay, so I'm getting All my. Right, I'm not. Then I'm sorry that I'm not listening because I don't have fucking Clubhouse. Social media privilege. That's I'm, your I'm problem. Giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving my outro, and it's for those who do that. Also, I have so many new series <laughs> and things going on on JLJ Media. Follow us on YouTube at JLJ Media. And also on any streaming service platform where we get audio podcasts, go to JLJ Media. I have over 35 shows that are out there. You can check them out, including all my audio dramas and podcasts and interviews. You can check that out. And of course, you can follow me at, at, at you guys' favorite place where all James Lodge Juniors are sold at James Lodge Jr. on all social media platforms, including TikTok. Awesome. Well, I'm at Phil Speedtech, and I've linked to this, uh, all their stuff in the, in the description box, so you can check that out. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me, and this has been a pleasure. Anytime. The best three-way ever. <laughs>